when heaven changes, then the earth can change. If you spend all your time trying to change the earth from an earth perspective, you'll never get it done. But if you use your authority in heaven and enter the throne of God and pray to the Father in Jesus' name, then the power of Jesus will work in a way to change heaven. Heaven will change earth. The most effective thing you can do to make a difference is pray. So it changed my prayer life. That's another leap. I leaped into a new level of prayer at that point and a new awareness of the power of prayer. And it's changed It's changed my ministry and life ever since. Welcome to the Taking the Leaps podcast with me, your host, fellow leaper and coach, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast inspires you to take bold leaps of faith, but you won't be doing it alone. As we journey together through the fishermen, shepherds, builder, tent maker, and trailblazer leaps, my hope is that you will see how God is with you every step of the way and begin to confidently trust Him as He leads you into your next leap. It's time to live a leaping lifestyle. You ready? Let's go. Pastor Rick, let me say this. Um, this book has done something in my life, and I pray that each listener will grab it because I, after I read the beginning of the book and, and read how you explained it. I sat down to pray after that. And it was almost like I could, I, it became more of an experience than it ever happened before. You know, you, yeah. for me, I yeah. grew up in church and you hear prayer and it just becomes um, so common. Hmm. Right. And I felt that it took this back to the sacred place that it needed to be. That prayer was truly a moment between me and my heavenly father and Jesus. And there were certain things that I was praying about. And you mentioned in the book that, you know, we think that these prayers are just like, we're just talking, you know, but that there's so much more that's going on with those prayers. And that's what happened. I began to realize my prayers are not just words that I'm saying, and it's not just something I'm used to doing because I've been a Christian most of my life. It Good. really transforms things. So I went into some situations that I had to pray about. So I was like, I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to spend this time. I'm telling you, you prompted something in me. I'm going to I'm going to do all the things. And when I spent that time with God and I was praying, mm-hmm. it felt different. And I began to see my prayers <laughs> change. I love it. Like my prayers changed, but the outcome was different too. It, it, everything changed. So let me get back to, cause I'm talking about me and I want to get back to the interviews, but I also want to get people excited about this book because if you've been looking for something to revive you in your prayer life and you feel like your prayers have been stale or you don't feel like you're experiencing what you want to experience, I'm not saying that all of a sudden everything's going to go like, ah, but something is going to change because we are seeking God deeper. And that's what this book does. So for the person who is feeling led to take a leap and they're scared, they're uncertain, they're nervous, and they've been praying, but they're not getting the answers that they feel like they should get in their prayer time. What is something that you would say um, maybe needs to change about their perspective in prayer or needs to change when it comes to their prayer life as a whole? So first of all, be consistent because sometimes the words of God come in parts and pieces. I don't always get one clear message, but sometimes over two or three weeks, what I've read in the scripture during my prayer time, as I prayed, I begin to realize, wait a minute, there's a theme here. 
God is saying something. He's building it layer upon layer. We have to remember we don't learn all at once. We learn in layers. You have to learn how to count before you can learn how to add. You have to learn how to add before you can learn how to divide. It, there's a there's a learning a layer to it. And so God will give us a little bit. So keep coming. Build a consistency in your prayer life so that God can speak to you layer upon layer. And then one day you'll get it. And you'll say, oh, this is it. It's been there the whole time. That's true. But you've not been able to receive it the whole time. There's a process in your life of getting you to that point. And so consistency in your prayer life. Keep asking. Keep knocking. Keep knowing your answer's coming. And keep reading the scripture. Much of the time, my answer finally comes. It's a revelation right through the word of God. I just read it and realize God's speaking directly to me now. And then I hold on to that. And tomorrow I come back and he builds on it in the next day. And then I finally, I have that confidence. God has spoken to me. And once I know it's God, I don't have to have anything else. I ask God then, okay, this is your will. My next question is when is it, do I do it now? Or is there a timing? Because remember he told David, don't go into the battle until the breeze is blowing through the tops of the trees. Sometimes I know he's coming, but I know it's not now. One of the mistakes we make is I know the will of God and we run off and God's going, whoa, 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 whoa. I was trying to tell you what, but this didn't win. Right. So we balance that in our process and we, at our prayer life, that consistently waiting on God, praying, seeking his face, just being a part of that process. It's amazing. The long-term effect will put you in the middle of the will of God every time. It'll give you the faith to jump. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Stay in the word of God. Let that faith grow. Let that understanding grow. Let that clarity. For the word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. It shows me what's been hidden. It reveals what's been what's been tucked away out of my view. So that, that consistency, God's going to show you enough today that you'll have a perspective to see a little more tomorrow and on and on. And then it comes. And then you know the what and you know the when. And if there's other people involved, you'll even know the who. He doesn't always tell you the how. He'll just tell you the next step. That step always is, what do I do after that? I'll show you. But you've already learned the principle of daily bread. You've already learned the principle of God building truth upon truth to get you where you are. You're going to take the walk the same way. He's going to give you a step. And then he's going to give you another step. And you've become very comfortable now in the daily bread of God and the daily walk. Now he can lead you anywhere you need to go. There is nothing you can't do under his direction because you've learned to trust him day by day. That's the development that comes in that faithful consistency, waiting on the Lord in prayer. I always recommend morning times because our days get busy and full and we end up having good intention, but not fulfilling it. So I, I highly recommend people establish a morning time with God and um, That's good. many other things will come from there. Yeah. That's so good. Now you talk in the book um, about these five altars of prayer and right. without like diving too deep into it, because I want people to go grab the book. Yeah. Can you just give us just the idea behind having altars of prayer? Cause it seems Amen. like that's the next level. That's it. So establish a, establishing an altar means I'm going to have a place of prayer. I'm going to have a time of prayer. I'm going to have a place where I pray about this. I'm going to have, and so you, you schedule it into your life. You schedule it into your church life. You schedule it into your process and you establish so an altar is not necessarily something we build with wood. It's a place where we pray. It can be the steering wheel of a car as far as that goes. It can be a couch in the living room, but you establish it as a place and you build an altar. You build a place to encounter God. So, um, 
So as you know, in the book, I, I kind of move off of just talking to people and I begin to talk to their pastors. You see that shift happen because I know that it's yeah. hard for a person <laughs> to outgrow their church. Um, sometimes you have to leave a church in order to keep yes. growing. I don't want, I'm not recommending that. I'm just saying it's hard for a person to outgrow their church. So I switch over and begin to talk to pastors and leaders so they can keep the church out front in this process. And I even speak directly to pastors about their own personal altar and personal time with God. So, yeah, so we move into building those altars. So the altars we try to cover in the book are is your personal altar, which we've talked about already. Uh, everyone needs one. Every pastor needs a personal altar, a private altar. Every pastor needs a core prayer team where uh, people are gathered around the leadership. And I talk about Moses when, when Aaron and her held his hands up. And as long as the hands of the man of God were held up, the church was winning the victory down in the battle. But when the hands of the man of God got tired, and that's the importance of us praying for those God has put in authority over us and surrounding them and hoping and helping them in the prayer process. Number three is community prayer all through the scripture. When the community agreed together in prayer, heaven shook, the world changed the dynamic of community prayer. So Every person needs two altars at least, your private altar and a community altar. So I think every person in this, in this hearing this needs to make sure they connect with some prayer process besides their own, where they're praying with others. You can't pray by yourself, but then you got to have a group. You pray. If there's not one, start one. If there's not one, start one. Start a prayer group and pray with others. Praise forward. Finally, there's the miracle altar. Um, you got to learn how to pray for miracles. And, and I'll talk about it in the book. I'm not going to try to do it now. And then the salvation altar. And salvation altar is the altar we build for someone else. Those of us that already know the Lord have to build an altar for those who don't. All the other altars we build for ourselves to encounter God. Now we build an altar for someone else to encounter God, a place to lead them into prayer, a place to lead them to a saving response with Jesus Christ. So those are the altars I cover in more detail as the process. Mm, that's good. So as we wrap up, I, I'm thinking about the person who they're like, I've been praying for this. I don't see God moving. I'm tired. I don't think he even hears me. Is there something I'm doing wrong? What What would you say to that person who's kind of given up on prayer? Sure. I don't. That's a great question because it's one I get all the time. Uh, there's three or four things involved. Number one, did God promise in his word to do what you're asking for? If you're praying according to the promises of God's word, it's going to happen. Number two, if he answers that prayer today, would it have the most effective result or less effective result? Here's what I mean. When the man was blind and Jesus healed him, um, they asked his disciples came and asked him, why was he blind? Was he blind because of his sin or his parents' sin? Jesus said, neither is blind so that I may be glorified. So he's been 40 years a blind man waiting on a divine moment where it could have the greatest impact for the kingdom of God. Sometimes the things we're asking God to do are going to affect other people. And God's got to line up all those things. We have to stay faithful in prayer and keep the faith because it's never just about us. It's never just about us. So those things matter and we've got to give time. The other thing is, if your if your atmosphere is not right, here's what I mean by that: atmosphere predetermines what lives and dies. There are atmospheres that'll support a cactus, and atmosphere that'll support a pine tree. They're not the same atmosphere. And the prayer you're praying, if God answered it, is the atmosphere you're in able to sustain it? 
You may not be with the right people. You may not have the right attitude. There may be things going on that even if God did what you said, you would still need the same thing again next week because it couldn't be sustained. And so when God's preparing to answer your prayer, he begins to shift things in your atmosphere, in your world. He begins to change who you hang out with, where you live, what you believe, what you expect. And then once you're ready and the atmosphere can sustain the answer, the answer will be released. So when those things are, so you have to understand God doesn't just answer a prayer because we ask. God answers the prayers we pray because we ask once everything is in order so that it'll do the most good. Mm -hmm. So we grasp that and we keep patience knowing, knowing that if we're praying according to the will of God, whatever we ask, it shall be done unto you. Oh, that's so good and super encouraging and such a reminder of number one, the authority of God and who we're praying to, but also what our posture needs to be as we're praying and we're asking God for things because so often we just say, okay, we prayed. He's supposed to do it because he's God, right? That's and it's right. like, no, there's yeah. there's other factors into that, that go into That's that. It. So, all right. So I want to just make sure that everyone knows how they can connect with you, how they can grab this book. Um, if they want to hear more teachings by you, where can they find those things? Good, great question. So Richard, that's my real name. I know I go by Pastor Rick, but Richard Dubose, D-U-B-O-S-E dot com. Very simple. RichardDubose.com. Okay. That'll take you to my website and there's all kinds of stuff. As far as the book, you can go to Amazon and pick the book up pretty easy. So Yes. And the book, yeah. in case we didn't say it, we just started talking about it. So I'm not sure I actually said the name of it. It's called In Jesus's Name, right? That's it. Okay. That's right. And then That's right. can you tell us, Pastor Rick, what is your next leap? What do you think God is calling you to do next? I'm good. You know, I'm not a young guy anymore. <laughs> I hope he lets me leap back home, but we'll see. Uh, probably not. Uh, yeah, my next leap. That's a great question. We're building, uh, we've built the World Prayer Center here in here in uh, Springfield, Missouri. And uh, what we did was we, uh, we built a floor in it that's a 20 foot by 30 foot LED screen that you can walk on. That's the sea of glass. And we've connected it to, uh, to obviously the internet and to uh, Google Earth. So we can bring up any place in the world on the floor and we can walk on the sea of glass with Jesus and pray all over the world. So the World Prayer Center is starting to really take off. Wow. So we are in the process of recruiting and help people that feel called to be a part of a full-time prayer team, uh, raise their funds as missionaries and uh, bring them in here. And the goal is that we will have a different church somewhere in America there every day, uh, praying with us. And we'll, my team will help lead them through a prayer process, and then they'll have times. So we'll always go pray at your church. When we get through, we'll bring your church up on the screen. Yesterday, I had leadership from the church in Ireland mm. here, and they were praying over Ireland. And boy, they just started weeping, and God started moving. And then they said, we want to pray over the Kremlin. So we brought the Kremlin up, and they started praying over Russia and the Kremlin. Then we prayed. It's just incredible. And they walked out saying, we've never experienced wow. prayer like that. And there's just something about our little effort at an imitation of, of the throne room in heaven that just helps us see it and picture it and walk it mm. out and live prayer. That's my big thing. That's my next big thing is really getting that prayer center up and running for America. Oh, that's amazing. So, so good. Now, I feel like it wouldn't be right for me to end our time together without asking you to pray for the listeners and for, you know, all the things because there's there's such an anointing on your words. And I know there's one on your prayer. So do you mind praying for us? I'd love to. Thank I'd you. love to. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, everyone that's listening to this, 
is special to you. You've brought them all into a point and a place where they would tune us in today and they would hear this message. You've called us all to salvation. You've called us all to prayer. Lord, I pray for those that are hearing, they would understand their call to prayer at a new level. I pray that they would begin to see something in them awaken, a desire and a hunger to be in your presence, to do business for the kingdom in prayer, understanding that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, that we can do more in 10 minutes in prayer than we can 10 days with our own strengths and gifts. The power of prayer would be awakened to them and that they in turn would begin to pray down the strongholds of the enemy and release the will of God in their lives, in their families, in their communities, and in their churches. I pray that they would begin to then lead others, and they would each start a prayer movement of their own. And prayer in this nation and prayer around the world, wherever they are listening to this, would go to a whole new level until heaven is so stirred that the earth cannot remain the same. I am asking you to send an anointing on us to pray. Holy Spirit, help us pray. Help us pray. In our own self, we're not really that good at it. But when you help us, we really get pretty good. And I'm asking you to anoint us to be people of prayer, effective in prayer, and accomplishing these things. We pray this blessing. And right now, we take a moment to pray over the United States of America. We pray, oh God, you give us the right leadership locally and nationally. We pray for an anointing in our churches that have been weary and they're tired and there's some discouraged that there would be a revival that would come to them and a new life that would be released in them and that they would go out with the power of Jesus and the fullness of the Holy Spirit and they would do your work everywhere they go until every church is full to overflowing until this nation repents of its sin and turns back to God and experiences a great revival. We ask you for these things and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining today's episode. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next leap. Before you leave, take a moment and think of your community. Who do you know that could benefit from the wisdom shared in this podcast? Now take it one step further and encourage them through text, DM, or a simple conversation by sharing this episode. Let's make sure others know they're not alone as they obey God and choose to live a leaping lifestyle. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with your willingness than he could ever do with your worthiness.